0: Welcome to the Jim and Mickey show with Jim Garrity and Mickey White. And folks, you don't have, you have to understand, for 20 minutes, Mickey and I have been talking about the Virginia scandal. Only to find out that Skype was not recording our call. <laughs> so if we seem even more worked up than usual, it's because we're, we, we're, we're in our minds, this conversation has been going on for 20 minutes. You're just joining us. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, so uh, I live <laughs> I in... I live in authentic that three two one. I live in authenticity Woods, Virginia. Mickey lives in Richmond, uh, and you may have noticed there's been some trouble in our state in recent weeks. And uh, uh, just you know, the governor, the lieutenant governor, the uh, attorney general of the state are all uh, just phenomenally embarrassing, facing serious scandals. In the case of the governor, blackface and embarrassing yearbook photos. In the case of Justin Fairfax, the uh, lieutenant governor, an accusation of sexual assault back in 2004. And in the case of the attorney general, uh, more blackface. And oh, by the way, the attorney general called for the governor to resign. Mickey, <laughs> what, what do we do here? How do you, know, well, you to shut down I, Virginia? I would, right?
1: I, I think we should shut down Virginia until we can figure out what the hell is going on. Um, I think that I would also add Bobby Scott to that list um, simply because he has been named by the accuser as someone that she told and he has confirmed that he did in fact know the story about Justin Fairfax prior to this now, um, you know it's caused a really interesting conversation across the country, right about blackface and how it's never been acceptable and then there are people coming out and saying, well, it was was a time period or thing i don't I don't buy into that I think everybody knew it was racist the whole time. Like, and I say this because the whole invention of blackface was when they would have like the minstrel shows and have people dressed up as black people. And, you know,
0: yeah. Um, I, I, So
1: I don't think that you get away with saying like, oh no, it was just in fun.
0: Yeah. I think the other thing is that the yearbook photo, which uh, the governor on Friday night was saying he apologized for his role in the photo. By Saturday, he said he jogged his memory and he did not, uh, he was neither person in that picture. Look, if you're, you may, we can have the argument about whether it's less offensive if you're trying to do it to look like some celebrity who you're idolizing as a teenager, et cetera, et cetera. The guy who's wearing blackface next to, cl- next to the Klan guy. <laughs> no, that's, that's not flattering. <laughs> that's right, not a no, right? There's I mean, no denying it. Yeah.
1: I mean, the bottom line is he's, you know, oh, well, if you look really closely, look. Okay, first of all, the picture is horrible, like as far as grainy and, you know, as far as figuring out if you can do facial recognition on it, Governor, I don't need that because the night before you apologized and said, you were sorry for your role in that picture, but you couldn't say which one you were. Now, immediately, I realized that the options were very bad for you, you know, because if he comes out, you know, Northam comes out and says, I'm the one wearing blackface terrible, or he comes about and says, I'm the one wearing the Klan hood, not so good either. So really, like, there's no right option. And I think that when he realized on Friday night that his, like, half-hearted apology was not accepted by not only voters, but by his own party, and they were continuing to call for him to resign, he then held that incredibly bizarre press conference. Where he, of course, nearly moonwalked. I feel the need to like say that every time I refer to that specific press conference because there will never come a day that I will forget him turning to his wife, and he was disclosed Jim to moonwalk on that stage.
0: I was going to say the the you know there there's an uh, there's a fairly simple Occam's razor narrative here, which is that. Yeah, he he did see this stuff, uh, that he did know that this was in his yearbook, that it wasn't offensive to him back then, that either he's the person under the hood or he's the person wearing the blackface or he knows the people and he's the one who took the pick. For whatever reason, he thought this was hilarious, that there was a lot of uh, humor and, and, you know, uh, dress up parties and stuff like that in, in Ralph Northam's younger years that most people would find absolutely appalling today. And so he went with the apology, waited for it to blow over, and much to his shock and surprise, it didn't blow over. And and that you mm-hmm. know, by the standards of today's, I would I would say, by the standards of today's Democratic Party, I think you to say, by today's politics, you can't have done this sort of thing. That there's just you know, you can't have a connection to the Klan unless you're Robert Byrd, and you get <laughs> grandfathered in, right? And, you know, and get would yeah, brought and, and I it caused some grief for Robert Byrd. I think you and I would argue not enough, but you know, right. um. And so the idea that, okay, this is uh, this is a career killer, even if it was a long time ago. And oh, by the way, he's 24, 25 in that picture, you know, that that's not in that when that senior year of of medical school. He
1: chose to put that picture in his med school yearbook, like talking like this surfaced from some, you know, old family album of goofy pictures, like he put it in his yearbook from med school. And, you know, and the, idea I, the idea of him then denying yeah. that he did not do it, like everything he's saying at this point just sounds like a lie to me. Yeah. Nothing like that the, he says sounds plausible.
0: Yeah. The, this, this, the idea that the simple, Occam's razor would say, okay, yeah, this really was him, that he did pick it in there. He forgot about it. Uh, he undoubtedly has changed as a human being. There's no stories of him doing this sort of stuff uh, in his later adult life, but. Once he realized that he couldn't get out of it, he had to come up with the equivalent of the vast right wing conspiracy, Uh, that the picture's not his. He'd never seen it before. Somebody put it on his page as a prank or it was supposed to go.
1: I forgot about that line from the most embarrassing press conference I've ever seen in my life ever, where he, of course, you know, denied wearing blackface in that picture because he knew when he wore blackface and that was not that time. Yes. And you and know, he also explained to all of us who really had no idea how difficult shoe polish was to get off your face. And I'm thinking, Governor, how many times did you have to do that?
0: Yeah, it, it really—because um, my attitude on, on political scandals— That always was something. The most, yeah. The, the more common the behavior is, the less likely people are to be upset by it. The more, you know, parking tickets, speeding tickets, um, you know, all that kind of stuff— but, but most people you know, embarrassing yearbook photos. I'm sure lots of people have embarrassing yearbook photos. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, you know, but dressing up like the Klan, no. And even putting shoe polish on your face, no. You know, like I just, I
1: like, told my followers, um, and I'll tell the listeners too. I think you guys should know there are pictures in my high school yearbook of me in a bikini. As far as I can tell, that's probably the most embarrassing thing in there um and it was because we did a boat regatta for advanced physics, and that's what i wore
0: <laughs> so um let's let's get some more details on this picture, Mickey <laughs> uh, <laughs> like uh, ideally, you would go in find your yearbook and put it up on our Facebook page for everyone to evaluate uh, but let's mm-hmm. let's uh, looking back on it, is it um is is it embarrassing because like oh I don't like the way I look back then or is it embarrassing for the sense of you know wow I would get all kinds of comments of um of hussydom, shall we say or or something like that oh, No
1: I I find I think that as I recall the suit was very like covering um I had you know whatever I, I don't think there would be hussy like at all and like I said keep in mind and this was something that I wore to my advanced physics boat regatta where we built a boat and then put it in the pool and actually raced them back and forth
0: ah so i mean here's the thing my suspicion is between the the regatta and you uh this is a high school yearbook right Mm -hmm. if i'm a high school boy i know what i'm more interested in
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, at the time I didn't care anyway because I was a swimmer. So I you know I ran around in a swimsuit all the time. Uh, um, but I think like you know those are the things that you're like, yeah, that should show up in your yearbook, but you could you how like, yeah, it's embarrassing kind of. I'm not really embarrassed. I look good then. Um, I was in great shape, so I really I'm not embarrassed by them at all. but if you were to look you'd find them. And the thing about it is is like everybody knows there's something in your past that you don't want to get out, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And in this case, Northam knew it. He may have tried to deny it, but he definitely knew it. Um, I think we're now aware that Fairfax knew it because obviously his accuser, um, Dr. Tyson, brought this to the attention of at least Bobby Scott and the Washington Post over a year ago. Um, So I'm certain that Fairfax was made aware of it. Um, and if I read correctly, my understanding is not only did he hire Kavanaugh's lawyers, he actually hired them before Kavanaugh did huh. and had hired them in January of 2018.
0: It's going to be absolutely so, fascinating to watch what feels like a very similar set of circumstances. Uh, right. You know, political figure with with high ambitions and, and all that stuff uh, is House accused of. of,
1: cards of Richmond.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, is, is accused of, of, you know, misconduct. Um, but but the, the also, the other thing, which is... Do, the, we give this... Mark cre-
1: mm-hmm. do we give Mark Herring credit for coming out with his, like, hey, I also wore blackface and I dressed as Curtis Blow and I sang, these are the breaks? Um, uh, or uh, do we say that he only did it because he knew somebody had a photo and that they were threatening to come forward with it? I
0: feel like, like this is the sort of thing that really because
1: part helped. of me wants to give him at least credit for not getting caught, like actually coming forth before he got caught. But in the same sentence, yeah. I find myself still saying like, it still was a really bad decision on your part. And again, I, you know, going back to the cabinet thing, but I believe their statement was, you know, it's not a tragedy if you just have to go back to be a circuit court judge. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not a tragedy if you don't, you don't get to be Virginia governor. Yeah.
0: Like it's not like, on Herring, so. yeah. Well, first of all, on Herring, if you're the the cynical thought is that all of these guys only came out and you only come out and 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 confirm something embarrassing if somebody if somebody's about to expose it, right? You want you want to rush in front of it here. Um, if you're Herring, I can give them the credit for that, but the time to mention it really would have been when you were issuing your statement about Northam. And when you're calling, you know, Herring is now in this really awkward spot of insisting. This is why I think
1: Herring is a moron.
0: Yeah. Because he knew
1: this existed and he had done it in his past and he still came out and called the resignation of Northam. Yeah. Then he had to know this was coming. And what makes me believe that we're going to try to ride it out is because he had no choice but to out himself.
0: Yeah. Uh, The the, the idea of, you know, but it, it, there could have been room for somebody to say, look, this is extraordinarily embarrassing and, and disgraceful on the part of Ralph Northam. Um, I think he definitely needs to make amends, but he doesn't need to step down because I've worked with him. I know the man, I know there's not a racist bone in his body anymore, blah, 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 blah. blah. Now, you know, Herring would have taken some hits for that. You know, like this is, it would have taken a little bit of courage to go out and do that, but he could have. Um, and I think, look, we, you know, if we've all done things we regret in our past, I think we'd like to have sort of a uniform philosophy on when something is a career killer and when it isn't. And it can't be, well, it's a career killer for the people in the other party, but it's, but it's a forgivable sin for people in my party. You know, we, we need something a little more yes. consistent like A little like more this. consistency. And, and what's more is that if you think, of, okay, look, given this these three things, you know, um, wearing blackface as a freshman in college. Wearing blackface in med school <laughs> or sexual assault. Look, only one of those is a crime. But as I, I was thinking, walking through it today, Mickey, there's no way you can remove any one of these guys and leave the other two intact. And you can't remove any two without causing major problems you know, so the only answer is to remove all three, but they're never going to do that because then you end up with a Republican, the Republican Speaker of the State of the House, ending up becoming governor. I mean, it's you know, for once, you and I, you know, the only good news of this absolutely hideously embarrassing set of circumstances for our state, Mickey, is that for once the Republicans are not the ones, you know, really sweating it. Mickey. Mickey? Sorry. um, Yeah, yeah, I'm back.
1: Can you get the guess? There was a little babble. But okay, so here's the situation. We know that politics in Virginia, um, specifically those here in Richmond, have been a mess for years. I have been telling people for years that, like, you look at Louisiana or you look at some of these other places, and I'm like, Richmond will put them to shame. Um, what I am seeing, though, is that there are becoming splices in some of what I thought were um, kind of camps uh, mm. throughout the party. And one of the biggest places that I have seen is that Mayor LeVar Stoney, who is also planning to run for governor in 2021 against Justin Fairfax, he has come out and said some rather unpleasant suggestions um, about Fairfax. And of course, that's not surprising because they're going to be political rivals. And so I think what's weird about it, and, and why I say like House of Cards Richmond, is everyone's playing a game. Like, at this point, that's where we are. And I really hope that's not how it ends up. Like, I legitimately would like to see Ralph Northam resign. Um, I don't know how I feel about Justin Fairfax because I don't know all the circumstances. Like, and I I do believe in due process, so I'm kind of willing to let that one play out. You know what I mean? Um, I think that, I think it would be wrong to promote Mark Herring knowing what we know about him. So maybe we leave, you know, I don't know if he stays in office or he goes, um, but maybe, you know, do a vote specifically for lieutenant governor or however Richmond's law is, and they fill it in. Um, But I don't feel like any of these people deserve a promotion necessarily from Virginia right now.
0: Yeah, and I guess the the scenario which feels most likely as of this uh, recording, and by the time you and I log off, Mickey, it's possible they've found, you know, Scandals with space aliens and goats, and you know, satanic orgies, and God knows what else, uh, in the state capital. But but generally, a sense that um, all three of these guys are going to, you know, because removing any one of them creates more problems for the state party. Mm-hmm. That they'll keep all of them, uh, yes. which is which will be, you know, probably the worst. Case, you know, again, my guess is that probably Democrats will pay a price in the state legislative elections later this year.
1: Will they? And I say this because. Eighty-seven percent of Black voters voted for Ralph Northam, Do you and think, I would yeah, suggest not knowing the yes. others are close by. I think that he should resign out of respect for the people who put him into office.
0: Yeah, that that, that really is like anybody with a sense of shame would recognize. I have damaged you know by look. But if he had you know when he had announced, keep in mind he had been lieutenant governor before. Um, if at some point early in his career I said, you know what, I, I have something really embarrassing to say. Uh, Here's something I did as a young man I did, which was, you know, um, you know, he could have survived it at some point. But the fact that this, you know, uh, was lurking out there and did not come out until, you know, this blog had it, which uh, uh, started all the dominoes falling. You know, it's kind of this uh, it's very hard to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, well, I we speak- can't
1: have a very honest conversation about race in this country.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and I think that this is, you know, just one more thing that comes up in reality, because if you try to have a real conversation with someone um, and I, you know, people get so offended they're so easily offended and you know they don't want to talk about this or that and in reality our race relations are really complicated but you know in my world half of my family is black so you know it's not that complicated for me
0: yeah i was going to say you'd like to think that in and there was this brief moment in which it appeared there was going to be a bipartisan consensus of look you know nobody's saying that uh Ralph Northam has to wear sackcloth and ashes and can never, you know, show his face in public (laughs) again. But if so, if you've done something like this in your past, no, you really can't, uh, be governor of, uh, of, of Virginia anymore.
1: Again, not a tragedy,
0: right? Well, I mean, you know, that, that, that that sense of like, you know, and he's, he's decided, no, I'm going to tough it out. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to continue doing this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, just wait it out because otherwise my, this is the, this, this way I have a career, um even if well, I what
1: he said. He said that he couldn't step down because he would be then a racist for life.
0: I don't think he's necessarily wrong. And so
1: he's kind of doing this like, I have to clear my name. OJ, I'm searching for the real killers.
0: Well, I mean, here's the if he stays governor, there are still gonna be people who need um uh who who you know need favors from the governor. He's still gonna have the veto pen, and he's still gonna be able to give pardons and commute sentences and all that stuff. You know, his his thinking is that eventually people would forget about it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, he's well, not wrong. Right. I mean, that nagging sense that, yes, at some point the news cycle would move on. People would acclimate to the fact that, you know, this is a this is a pretty horrible scandal to be involved with. Um, but, you know, with the three years and, every, now, and
1: see, and here's the other part that makes me so mad is like all of these Democrats have called for him to resign knowing full well that he's not going to, so that when they get asked about it, like, I've already called for him to resign.
0: Yeah, and I think we're going back to that 1998 or so uh, viewpoint of, of a lot of Democrats during the— cl- well, I, I've called for him to resign, but I think impeachment would be wrong. Right. Okay. I want him to leave office, but I'm not going to take any action for him to remove him from office. You know, it's got to be his and, choice or something. Right. And of course, you know, the Republicans
1: said they were not going to file the articles of impeachment. The Democrats were going to have to do it themselves.
0: Yeah. Now, it's worth noting. Now, you could argue that's a little bit of opportunism on the part of uh, Republicans in the state. And legislature, They may take their mind. Well, I mean, you know, the idea being that it requires, I believe, a three quarters vote of both houses. Uh, yes. Republicans right now have a slim majority in both chambers, uh, mm-hmm. so they couldn't do it by themselves they they would give the others to do it yes
1: yeah yeah so interesting you know everything being here in my backyard watching this all unfold and seeing richmond like everywhere suddenly i'm like great yeah you know great i I told you a million times living here like that it is not like people say it is right i tell you this all the time no you've also made it sound like (laughs) It's San Francisco of the East, I'm telling right. you. And so the fact that these people have turned out to be whatever it is that they are, like I feel like it's just very embarrassing and shameful because Richmond is not like that at all. Like we have a very cosmopolitan scene here with foodies and art and music and ballet, and I mean it's really an incredible little scene. And of course we have our share of hipsters as well. Um, and once again, what is happening, but richmond gets pushed back into the papers and this case you know with two people in the administration in blackface like how is that even possible
0: i was gonna say we, we've now reached the point where like i i had said this jokingly to kurt schlichter over twitter look 33 percent of our statewide elected officials have not worn blackface of course that's the black one and he's right. got his own scandals so, by
1: the way they left off
0: the mailers yeah, that, that's the other thing. All these things really weird. Unleashed. Looks different when you... Uh... A...
1: I mean, I do believe that we need to have conversations about race in this country. I do believe it's a part of our culture. As I said, half of my family is Black, so it's close to my heart. It's near and dear to me when I see someone like Northam doing what that picture had. I was sick to my stomach. Um and I was angry. I'm glad that I wasn't there. I'm glad that, you know, I wasn't yelling questions because, um, they wouldn't have been as nice as, Hey, can you still moonwalk? Um, (laughs) but at the same time, I think that we also have to be realistic about how we move forward because, you know, the real the situation is this, it's much more of a generational thing. Um, and you know, people can deny that or whatever, but, as older generations pass and move forward, like this is less and less of a conversation because we're having more and more of a mixed population and an integrated population, not just of blacks and whites, but of Latinos and Asians. And you know what I mean? its I think that, you know, our kids don't really, like, I don't think it's an issue.
0: Yeah, well, one of the reasons this is blowing up so spectacularly is, you know, I, I've talked about uh, uh, the nickname for my community, Authenticity Woods. And before that, well, I guess I was living in Alexandria, uh, being Yuppie Acres. Look, you know, Northern Virginia is really diverse, right? I think it was, you know, Laura Ingram who kind of sneered that it was all federal government workers and, and immigrants and stuff. You know, it, it is this, you know, I, I very much like living here. Right? This is you, know, you probably your prototypical example of Maybe not perfect race relations, but a community where, you know, you got all kinds of people from all kinds of different cultures, communities all around.